We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's that time, Jesse. Are you ready? It's time to get into some of these fun topics, the, the know, blockbuster right? topics of the day. Yeah, and you use that term very uh, appropriately, in my opinion. But we're going to get to the biggest one at the end here. But <clears throat> a couple Notre Dame questions to start off with in rapid fire. First, with both Notre Dame and LSU losing on Saturday, many of the Bowl game prognosticators have the Irish and the Tigers facing off in the ReliaQuest Bowl on January 1st. So, do you buy or sell the matchup as one thing that can keep you excited about the bowl season <laughs> as a Notre Dame fan? Um, so, I don't think it, it would get me excited, but it creates a storyline. You know, the storyline at the beginning of the oh, season yeah. was playoff. And then the, the storyline was New York New Year's six and now the this is the kind of newest storyline to keep everyone intrigued engaged whatever you want to say me personally I wouldn't be excited about it because we just get caught up too much about Mark or sorry Brian Kelly I'm done and over with that it would make me nauseated I and and quite a, quite frankly <laughs> at this point I think bull games to me when you're at this point of the season I just want to play someone that Notre Dame hasn't played before Right. And you know what I mean? Just give me something different. They played LSU. We know Brian Kelly. I'm done with all of that, right? Like, I'm, I'm just done. I want something new. Let's play like a Kansas. Let's play maybe another Pac-12 school. Maybe, you know, like just – and I know, you, you know, it's how the Bulls are formatted, so you don't often obviously have say of how that goes. But, again, bowl games to me are about playing teams that you don't normally get to play, and that's what I would want to see. That's what would make me excited is playing a team like that. Selling this, selling it. This is a hard sell for Jesse Styers. <laughs> Fine, I have no problem with that. So, for the last like four or five months, people have been like, oh, I want to play LSU in a bowl game, I want to play Brian Kelly. That's the last thing I ever wanted. So, <laughs> this is this is a hard sell for me as well because I'm probably going to cover the game, which means I got to go to the press conferences which means I got to listen to Brian Kelly at his press conference. Mm. I I just, th- I mean, look, this is a, this is from, You're a selfish, done with it. 
This is from a selfish standpoint, Jesse. I, I Number one, I don't want to have to talk about it for three weeks. And number two, I don't want to have to cover Brian Kelly for a week in person. Like, that is not something that I want to do. So it's a hard pass for me. It's a hard sell. I don't want to have anything to do with LSU. All I want is the ReliaQuest Bowl against I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. I don't care who they play. I just want the game in Tampa. That's it. <laughs> Vince doesn't care about who. He just cares about nope. where. Because now that it's not a New Year's Six game, it's all about where. It's all <laughs> about where, and it's about when. Because I don't <laughs> want to have to cover a game on my birthday. So it's where we're at, man. Like, I don't want to – This again, I'm being petty. I'm being selfish. I'll be the first one to admit it. But, like – that's saw, how you got to your answer, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I saw that they they're they're being projected to the ReliaQuest Bowl, and they're being uh, projected to uh, the Pop one Tart. in Jacksonville. Um, no, hmm. I didn't see that one. The one in Jacksonville. Why can I not think of of uh, the bowl game that's in Jacksonville at the moment? Gator um, Bowl. The Gator Bowl. Thank you. It's the Gator Bowl. Those are the two. If you read, if you go to irishbreakdown.com, folks, uh, Brian Driscoll did a nice job of kind of summarizing all of the projections. And the majority of the projections are ReliaQuest and Gator Bowl. And Gator Bowl does not entice me in any way. I do not want to go to Jacksonville. I would rather go to Tampa. And uh, that's where that's where I'm at. So, hey. We'll see what happens, but it's a hard sell for me. I just don't want to talk about Brian Kelly for a week. I just, it's, it's just such a tired, you know, it's, it's so drawn out at this point. Oh, it's horrible, man. It's just horrible. And it would just bring up a lot of things I don't want to talk about. So, all right. Sell for both of us for different reasons. I like it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The holiday season is upon us, which makes my schedule a lot busier, and I know it does yours too. And that can make it a lot harder to make healthy meals at home. And that's why Angela and I are happy we found Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Factor can help you fuel up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. I'll be honest, we were skeptical when we first tried Factor, but it took one meal each and we were sold. Once I got done looking through all their different options, we decided to jump on board because there are so many tasty options. We use Factor for dinners, but they also have great options for breakfast and lunch, 
and their Gourmet Plus options are outstanding. That's why I'm excited to have Factor partnering with Irish Breakdown. So head to factormeals.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com forward slash irish to get 50% off your purchase today. All right, scale of 1 to 10. Your surprise that Notre Dame linebacker Marist Leofau is one of the 12 semifinalists for the Butkus Award given annually to the best linebacker in the country. Yeah, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being absolutely excited. Uh, I would put this number at um, 8, to be honest with you. Um, and I guess I'm not – the thing about Marist Leofau is he's, he's Marist Leofau. Some days – he looks really great. <laughs> Some days he looks really just out of it. But to me, so he was on the preseason watch list. Um, he, he ended up making it obviously down to, to the final 12. I think the thing that got Maris Leofel on the list, or, or sorry, down to this kind of final 12, is I don't think there is a as versatile linebacker in the country as Maris Leofel. I think he's an average run fitter. And when he is off, he makes horrible run fits, mm-hmm. to be quite honest with you. Um, I think he is one of the best coverage linebackers in the country. And I think he is very good at creating um, pressures, quarterback hurries, that kind of stuff. Like he he is a very good kind of five-man stunter when you're bringing in a linebacker. Um, and again, that goes back to his versatility, his ability to be a quarterback spy. It's just the, the, the biggest knock on his game is just his run fits. But I think he's a tremendous, like I said, coverage linebacker. Um, and I think, again, his, his versatility to do a lot of things in the defense is what translate his skill set, I think, best to the next level. So, uh, again, it's it's an eight out of a ten for me. I was I was pretty surprised. Oh, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Like you're telling me that he's one of the 12 best linebackers in the country. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't even think he's the best linebacker on his own team, frankly. And I, and I would give that nod to JD Bertrand. I think JD Bertrand's way more consistent. I think JD Bertrand's a better tackler. I think, you know, your, your knock on Maris is that he's not a great run fitter. He's a linebacker. You gotta be <laughs> I know. able to stop the run, man. Like that's all. That's like the major thing. <laughs> you weren't the best pass coverage guy, but you could stop the run all day, and I would have you starting in the middle of my defense <laughs> from day one. Okay, because I knew that nobody was going to be able to run up the middle in the A gap or the B gap against Jesse Styers in the middle. So I want a run fitter at linebacker. Look, he's got a lot of. Uh, He's got a lot of attributes that I'm sure scouts drool over, right? He's got a lot of those athletic, you know, attributes. The Problem ceiling is, on it's just still, I think, untapped. He's so inconsistent. He's yeah. so inconsistent, and there's too many times where he just looks lost. You me. can't rely on him either. That's oh, the other big thing. Right, exactly. And I've got to be able to rely on my linebackers. Of all the positions on the field, i got to be able to rely on my linebackers. And I can't rely on him on a, on a game to game basis. Like he did not play well on Saturday Did not play well on Saturday and it showed. And so I was shocked. Like I thought somebody was punking me when (laughs) I saw that for the first time. I would say the only saving grace for Maris in terms of not being a great run fitter is today's NFL is so spread and pass oriented that, you know, he would be a really good, probably nickel or dime type linebacker 
in the NFL where you're just banking on run happening, maybe five or 10% maximum percent, you know, of the time. And so, again, I just think that's, that's really the only thing, but again, it's like, you cannot be a linebacker and not be a good run fitter. That's just, that's just in the definition of, of linebacker fit the run. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be able to run fit, man. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway, I was just, I was floored when I saw that, that he's one of the 12 best in the country. Man, I don't know what their criteria is, but that that one uh, that one surprised me. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right. Let's go to uh, a different uh, college football program who's having issues of their own. USC's firing of defensive coordinator (laughs) Alex Grinch is blank. It is long overdue, (laughs) Vince. Um, I I don't know what USC was waiting for. Um, I guess it was a a thumping uh, of, of Washington scoring like every possession it felt like. That that at one point, Vince, that that over under live for USC and Washington was a hundred and five. Oh it my was goodness, insane! And then you look at the flip side. At one point, Iowa versus Northwestern's live an over under was twenty eight and a half points. It's just kind of insane um, to think about. I guess Caleb Williams' tears might have added to this. I don't know, but <laughs> I, they, they saw enough, and it was time to pull the plug on Alex Grinch, but again, it was long overdue. Um, and he potentially, you know, ruins Caleb Williams last, uh, last season as a college quarterback. Right. And obviously kind of held USC back in terms of being taken seriously as a national contender. It was, yeah, I, I was going to say long overdue as well. So you kind of stole mine there, but I, I, it's, you would have thought just watching the film at Oklahoma that, there's no way he gets invited to go to USC. Like that part alone was shocking. And then the product that's been on the field the last two years is abysmal. It's abysmal. Like they have, they have ability there. There's talent on that team. I mean, they, they went and got, you know, the kid from Georgia who's playing in the national championship on the defensive line. Like they they've got talent on that team. It's just, they're in the wrong place at the wrong time consistently. And that's coaching. Like that's a major, major problem. And I can't believe it took this long for them to make a change at USC because they've got a dynamic offense, obviously. And you just wasted two years, frankly, 
You wasted two years of Caleb Williams because your defense is absolutely putrid. Just terrible. Just absolutely <laughs> terrible. And, it, you know, you, you caused your starting quarterback to cry in the arms of his mama. I mean, you know, <laughs> bottom line. So um, I, I was shocked that it took this long. Maybe a little surprised they did it in the middle of the season. But again, you know, what is USC playing for at this point? I think like, I don't even, they're not even playing for a Pac-12 championship. Uh, so, you know, as a Notre Dame fan, I was hoping that they would hold on to him longer. <laughs> it would have been great. Uh, but you know, say la vie. So, uh, Mr. Grinch is looking for a job. So hopefully he does not come anywhere near us, but I'm sure there's plenty of opponents on Notre Dame schedule that would, I would be more than happy that he got the job there. So, all right, Jesse, the subject du jour today, I kind of broke it up into two different questions. Okay. So that's how we're going to attack this thing. Scale of one to ten, you're surprised that the Cubs today relieved David Ross of managerial duties with a year left on his contract and the dreaded "quote unquote" verbal support of the front office after the season <laughs> ended. I believe the exact quote from the front office was, "He's our guy," and now yeah. he's unemployed. He is not our guy. No, um, I am. Scale of one to ten, I am ten out of ten surprised out of this one. I thought there was no chance that the Cubs are going to get rid of Ross after this season. Um, I'm not saying like I I, I might have said you know to fire Ross at some point, but might have been a bit aggressive. But to me, there is you know to, this this feels like a lot of Cubs kind of before they hit that World Series window in '16, right? Like they built up with Renteria. Um, and then when, once a, a good kind of, you know, manager came afloat, they went out and got him immediately with Joe Madden. That's what this kind of feels like to me with Ross. Ross was kind of handed the keys to, you know, the aftermath of the World Series, a lot of the roster deconstruction. You know, a lot of things kind of fell apart after oh, the yeah. World Series. And Ross was told to kind of pick it up and move it. So I'm very appreciative of that yeah. fact. Right. And now the Cubs have a ton of money. They have one of the best farm systems in baseball. They're ahead of schedule for where they were supposed to be uh, this season. Again, it just feels so much like when Renteria uh, left and Joe Madden stepped in. And I, I, yeah, I just, that's true. with, with how, um, you know, the, the, with one year left and how the, the front office talked about him, I just really didn't think they were going to make that move to potentially next season, but they went out and did it. I am totally thrilled about it, but also very surprised at the end of the day. I I'm just I'm gonna keep it on the David Ross side of things for to start, right? I'm shocked. Like it's 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 a 10 out of 10 for me. Like I was shocked. My father-in-law sent me the news to begin with. I was like, You're a Tigers fan. I think you're lying to me. Like, I don't <laughs> think this is actually happening. First it was Maris, then it was this. Yeah, I know, right? Just people sending me random crap all day. I'm trying to do my job and I can't focus on anything. Um, but I I'm very shocked because they were very comfortable with David Ross. David Ross got them through some pretty crappy rosters that he was handed, frankly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you didn't really do David Ross any favors with the with the personnel that he was being given on a day-to-day basis. And I thought he did a good job with what he was given. I mean, he had slightly under a 500 record. I think he was like 20 or 30 games under 500 for his tenure. Uh, as the Cubs manager, I was always a big fan of David Ross when he was on the team. 
you know, Grandpa Rossi, like the whole thing. I got a David Ross jersey upstairs in the closet. Uh, <laughs> I was a big fan of David Ross. I just was. And I thought he did a good job with what he was given. Now, you can't overlook, you know, the collapse that happened this past year. But again, I don't think they were going to make any noise in the playoffs anyway. And so, you know, maybe that was all for the best. Uh, but when they, you know, the, the, like I said, the dreaded verbal approval, uh, the verbal backing that the front office gave him, I just wonder how that went. Like, I, I think he got a raw deal to be honest with you, uh, on this whole thing. I, I feel bad for David Ross. He's going to land on his feet. I'm, I mean, I'm not worried about that. He'd go right back into the booth. And right. you know, I thought he, I thought he did a good job with ESPN before he became the manager of the Cubs. So, you know, he could jump right back in there. I think he would do a fantastic job. I don't want to see him in another uniform, though. I'll be honest about that. I'd, I'd rather <laughs> just see him in a booth or see him maybe in the front office with the Cubs or, you know, I don't know, something. But uh, I I don't really – I feel bad for Ross. I do. I think he was blindsided by the whole thing. Yeah, that's the only unfortunate part right. of all this. But – there is another part of this and there <laughs> here comes the next question the cubs hiring notre dame alum and world series champion craig council away from division rival milwaukee after a decade with the club is blank it's electric vince because i think it is just the next piece the puzzle again it's just following this formula to 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 the to the build up of that world series run and i think that that's the blueprint that they're exactly going with, uh, with with Craig Council, right? And so you grabs, in my opinion, one of the best in-game managers that there is in all of baseball. You take him away from Milwaukee, um, and you give him more resources. You give him more money. You give him a better uh, uh, environment to play. I even saw a tweet that said, um, <laughs> um, Craig Council will now know what it feels like to coach at home when playing the Cubs. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but in all honesty, too, the, the thing that's even more electric and exciting about this is to me, it indicates that yes. you're going all in. You don't bring in Craig Council to not make big offseason moves. And so, what is it's just kind of the tease now of what's the next step? Because again, you're not doing this to not give Craig Council what he wants, you, you know, and, and you're not making him one of the highest paid now managers in the MLB uh, if you're not going to make other big moves. And so to me, is that Otani? Is that getting Bellinger? Is that getting Pete Alonzo? Is it adding, you know, some quality arms to the, to the starting rotation? I think all of it's on the table now. It's just a matter of what, what the Cubs are going to uh, go out and get. I I think that is, you hit it on the, you nailed it on the head, right? Like you don't go out and make him the highest paid manager, $8 million a year for five years. If you're just going to give him a crappy roster, like that's just not, that's not the move that you make. Now, if they did make that move, that would be the ultimate Cubs move. But I, that that's not what it tells me. It tells me that they're going to make a run at getting the best roster possible because they see like, wow, the roster that we had, was in for was was you know leading the wild card for half the season you know what i mean like they they were contending they were putting up runs they were doing all the things that they needed to do to be in contention and they had no business being in contention this year and so this tells me you know bellinger otani you know what like they're they're going to be shooting some shots i think here over the next couple of months 
And so the hot stove just got a lot hotter if you're a Chicago Cubs fan. And I'm frankly fired up about it. I already have tickets to a game in August of next year. So I'm that's the stretch run, baby. It's a stretch run that I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. Uh, on that one. So people are asking about Bellinger in the chat. All he did was decline his option. That you basically, you know, he had a $25 million option for another year with the Cubs in 2024. Him declining it isn't him saying, I don't want to play for the Cubs. He it's just saying, hey, deal. he wants a long-term deal. Um, and so he he would rather test the market of getting a contract that's more favorable to him. That's not, and that's, again, that, that could be with the Cubs. That could be with anyone else. He just wanted something more than just a year. He wants that kind of probably three, yeah. four, five kind of range. And this is the exact time. It's, he's doing exactly what he should do. Like his stock has never been hotter being the comeback player of the year and everything that he right. did in Chicago. Like, <laughs> absolutely, you you pull out of that. There's no, because he's going to get a better deal. And he may not get 25 a year. He may not. But he's looking for a long-term deal that is going to pay him more in the long run because you never know what's going to happen next year, right? So Joe saying he loves the baseball talk. He's in withdrawal. He's our resident Phillies fan, so he's he's feeling uh, – He's feeling a little hurt, I'm sure. Calling out the Cubs. I didn't appreciate that earlier, Joe, but I, you know, (laughs) whatever. It's fine. I I appreciate your fandom, and I'm glad that you're taking care of my buddy Schwarber. So I appreciate that. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I think this means the Cubs are going to go after it, man. And I really hope that they do. I I would love that'll make pitchers and catchers like that's uh pitchers and catchers right now are about what is this november december <laughs> january february three months away baby three months away well, they they officially established themselves as the best middle infield in the in the game with two gold gloves yeah uh, right up the middle you know you just got to figure out what are you doing at the corners what are you getting for another depth piece in your starting rotation I mean, Hap won another gold glove and left. So obviously he's going to be around. You're going to have Suzuki around. And so, again, it's just the corners. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you, you hope you get Bellinger back in center field. And then, again, yeah, another piece in the rotation. I just – there are a couple couple pieces away, and I think that's exciting. Well, and and I believe uh, Ian Hap also uh, garnered a gold glove as well. So, yes, he did. You know, three gold glovers uh, coming back, and, and uh, they just picked up Kyle Hendricks uh option and they picked up Jan Gomes's option so you know I, I like where things are going I like where things are going but they need to uh they hit up that free agent market really solidify the the areas that you just talked about so um I'm pretty fired up There's, I saw somebody wrote an article uh I want to say it was yesterday that I was reading this actually that they locked up Kyle Hendricks for another year they went to get Otani or if, if they went to go get Otani He's not going to be able to pitch next season, but he'll be ready to go the following season right when Kyle Hendricks comes off the payroll. So it's like it works out perfectly is basically what they're saying. Otani's your DH. You know, I wouldn't mind having him as, as my DH. So, hey, man, let's have some fun with this thing. So, um, hey, welcome back. My browser just like gave out all of a sudden. I don't know what's going on. It's always at the end of the show, man. You always bail on me at the end of the show, but that's okay. We're wrapping it up anyway. So everybody, thank you very, very much for hanging out with us tonight. Great, uh, I, great conversation. Yes, I agree. And I love the chat. I love how engaged you guys were in the chat today. It was a lot of fun. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. 
We're going to talk about the Notre Dame basketball game that is actually going on right 16 now. 16-6 to six right now, Vince. Notre Dame's up? No, down. Oh, that's not good. All right, well, I'm going to have to turn I would, uh I would go to, if I were everyone, I'd go to FanDuel and grab Notre Dame at a cheap price right now. It's the first game, some growing pains. They're going to get it going. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Marcus Burton, the pendulum, he'll uh, he's gonna make some plays. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, but everybody, thank you for joining us. Make sure you hit that like button, the subscribe button, the notification bell, all those fun time, to- all those fun things. Tom Noy tomorrow with me, six o'clock. We can talk Irish hoops and many other topics as well. So for Jesse, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs>